Welcome, everyone, to the October edition of Pausable Deniability. Millerman, do you know that we are one episode shy of having done this for a full year? Can you believe it? It shocks you? It shocks you? It does a little bit. It does. When we started this, did you see us lasting a year? No, I figured it would go two or three months most. And then we would just be like... Thanks for the vote of confidence. I'm just trying to be, just trying to keep it one hundo, <laughs> as the players say. Keep it one hundo. Hmm. Well, There's tonight, a bowl there while while Bob is drinking on the air, <laughs> a little sun kissed zero right there. So unenhanced, by the way, it's, there's no alcohol flowing through sure. those molecules. But um, a couple of things. Tonight's episode is going to be about jobs. And we're going to talk about all sorts of things related to jobs, especially the job search, because I am in the midst of one, my friend. We'll get to that in a moment. But BBTLO, big blow the lid off right there. (laughs) What we need to start with, as we do every episode, at least we started doing this back in February. And when are we going to, are we going to, is December going to be our last, uh, last one of these where we do the weigh-ins or are we just going to keep it going? Oh, this is a, this is a show segment period. (laughs) I think it has to keep going. All right. But yeah, no, no. Why would we stop? I mean, at at this point, let me rephrase that. Once I have some negative news, then we can stop. Okay. So then we can stop. It sounds like you really are, are chomping at the bit to give us your exciting number for the month. No, 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 it's not that. It's not that. But I will say it is, it is still going on that downward trend, which I am happy about. I will fully admit eventually that's going to stop. And when that happens, I'm going to be like, you know what? Maybe we just don't need to do that anymore. I don't. Well, I mean, I hope it stops at some point. Otherwise, we're doing a Stephen King bit here because you don't want to just lose the entirety of the weight, right? I mean... That's fair. That's fair. So I think at one point in my life, I probably did. I kind of think that I probably thought the lower I go, the better, even though I know in my head that that's not true. But I I, mentally, yeah, I'm sure that I thought I needed to be much more skinnier than I was. And I know even when I was at my lowest point, there were times where people would tell me that I looked just um, skeletal. And I don't see that because I, like I said, I think we've said this before, I have all the skin and that's all I see. So I still look fat to me, even though I I may only weigh 180 pounds, which I did. And I, I still look fat because I, I, all I can see is the skin. Well, there's definitely yeah. a skeletal so resemblance, know. you know, above the neck for sure. You know, with the Thank hair, you. I mean, <laughs> sure. Or the lack thereof. Yeah, I get it. I get <laughs> well, it's, but it's an That's intentional look. You haven't lost your hair. You just shaved it bald. Right. That is correct. Yeah. I didn't lose it at all. At I mean, all. would you, would you be able to do a wash? Could you do a shoehorn? Oh sure? yeah. 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 Yeah, I could, I've got, yeah, I could, I could do a little comb over and just uh, maybe curl it around. Sure. I could do that. <laughs> definitely have the horseshoe. Could that's what I meant. Horseshoe. I don't know why I said shoehorn. I don't either, but I could definitely do a horseshoe and I could do a comb over. So I could do, I could do all of that. The horseshoe. I want you to look like 
Bill Burr in Reservoir or Reservation Dogs. That I want I want you to have God. that cut. Speaking of man, such a good show. Yes. Such a good show. It really is. Uh maybe, maybe we'll we do should that do a, next, uh, another next maybe month. we should do a podcast like assume the juxtaposition where we juxtapose these things. It can't be this. I'm sorry, it cannot be this plausible deniability. It can't. That's, I mean, we've that's, done we've thing. done TV shows on here before. We did Mythic Quest on here. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Well, I apologize. But I think that that is a. I think friends. we need a. I, I, we I need a good. I'm guest. I'm opening so. the plausible deniability doors to our indigenous friends. Millerman, on the other hand, has reservations about allowing. I'm sorry. What concerns what? about? <laughs> what are you saying, sir? Wow. It's wow. And I'm you know sorry, what? but here's but, the great part. You didn't even realize it. No, I, I totally you did. did. That was totally did. I just tried was, to slide it in there. That was not. No, that was no, see, not. That was one time where it was not intentional. See, my nope. chief concern here is that <laughs> is that we. <laughs> okay, that one was intentional. <laughs> That one was intentional. Oh, that okay. Intentional. All right. I all right. <laughs> what a what a digression. Yes. What so, a digression. Millerman, your your way in, your number for this morning. Yeah. What 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 are we looking at here on the old skit? Because last month you were yeah. down three point seven from okay. the previous month and eight point six. So what was my number? What your number was, was, was 242.7. Okay. Okay. So what uh, your- I want you to I want you to get a musical sounder right here. Something. Okay, that was a good one. Thank you. I broke the barrier that I had been shooting for. So I am down to 238.9. Whoa. 238.9. You are under 240. Yeah, I broke that barrier. So I'm 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 on my way, Harry, as they say. Now I that's when I got to my lowest, I got down to about 242. Like that was several years ago, many years ago. Uh so I never I never did break that barrier. So congratulations. Congratulations to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. So what that means is you lost 3.8 from last month. Okay. All right. And from almost a pound a week, almost a pound a week from the beginning of our recording, these weigh-ins, you're now down 22.5 pounds. Good. That's good. That's, that's a, that's a four month old baby right there. I was going to say that's a little bit better than good, sir. That's, that is outstanding work in the field of human weight loss. Thank you. Well, I mean, seven months, three pounds a month. Is it really that great? It's not, especially for guys that are as big as, as I am probably not that great. Well, do you want to know steady, steady? I'll give you that. Do do you want to know what percentage of your weight of your body weight you have lost since we started i'm gonna go with nine percent just under 8.61 yeah, so i was rounding up I yeah was i was gonna say up. though but, but yeah yeah that's really good man no you i keep, agree i, I do i agree. agree undersell this and soft pedal it and modest it up but come on man listen i i no i i i appreciate the accolades and i and i am trying and honestly this this is the god's honest truth so for for people that don't know this so um we're recording september 28th we are we are getting this right under the wire i'm only hoping that bob has time to get all of the the nice editing done that he so diligently puts in every month and i'm hoping that he can get that done this month but no kidding until four days ago 
I have been fluctuating between 241 to 243. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have just been, I've just been hitting that and I had not broke it. But Connor's birthday, my kid's birthday was on Saturday, and we have been eating like crap cookies, cheesecake, pizza, and I had been doing this keto. Well, I think I just needed some carbs to kickstart my my body again because when I got on the scale this morning, I'm at 238.9. That's like awesome. it all happened like that. And it's and so so thank you, carbs. That's, and that's all thank I can you, say. Connor. Happy birthday uh, yeah, to Connor. Happy birthday, buddy. It was a big uh, big eleven, right? Big eleven. That is correct. That so is you only correct. have two yep. years of preteen left, and then it's yeah, teenager ahoy, yeah. and then it's teenaged angst, teenage wasteland, really. Okay, Bob O'Reilly. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. At least you got it. I appreciate. Oh yeah, that. appreciate that. All right, so we're gonna move on now, and. Uh, <laughs> No, no, yeah, move no. on to you. Yeah, no, no, no. We're we're, we're, ta- we're talking and, jobs uh, this episode. Let's uh, no, let's I hear, uh, let's hear about your job of losing weight in this time of <laughs> job searching. How about yeah, that? well, I'm I'm still searching for um, oh, a loss, no. a significant loss. I'm down, but I mean. Very, very, very minimally. Um, I was 286.8 last okay. month, okay. and I am 286.4 this month. So okay. four, not even half a pound, Millerman. So well, here's the deal. I mean, okay, so for, for the listeners who haven't really kind of caught on yet, Bob has been out of work, hasn't had to have that daily routine. So really, I've got to be honest with you, I'm kind of proud of you because that means that you're not just sitting around eating bonbons and ho-hos all day. And yeah, you're, I, you're, you know, you're, you know, you're doing something. I kind of was expecting now that I am an unemployed bum and stay tuned for that story here momentarily, but that I was going to swell up and I haven't just yet. It's, I think the longer this drags on, the odds of that happening are going to increase exponentially, but oh, no, <laughs> but, uh, or you'll just run out of money and you'll just starve. I mean, I guess eh, there's still government cheese, buddy. Um, that's what that food stands <laughs> for. I got it. Okay. Just kidding. That yeah. Was, that was yikes. so, uh, All right. so your total loss has been 22.5 pounds. My total loss has been five pounds in the oh, entire okay. time we've been doing this. So you've lost almost 9%. I've lost almost 2%, 1.72. Okay. So I guess I'm I, heading I, I, in the right direction. I mean, yeah, you're still going, you're still going down and that's the important part. That's what yeah, we want to focus on. But Keep uh, it on the downward trend. Yeah. But uh, it's uh pales by comparison. So, well, you know, one of is, us has to be the winner. One of us has to be the loser. It just yep. happens to be that I'm the winner in this one. That's yeah. That's all and this weekend we're playing fantasy football head to head. And I think we're going to repeat that same scenario again, where you're going to be the winner and I'm going yeah, to be the yes. loser. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And big to... trade, big trade. Well, and the rest of the uh, league, of especially uh, one junior Lopez is claiming he's going to block that trade, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I think we'll he's, see. I think that's just lip service. He's yeah. doing a bit. He's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we were, we're, we've engineered a trade because you need a quarterback. I need a running back. So we're going to, we're going to make this happen. Let's make lots of money. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, pet shop boys there. All right. I I don't know what's in, I don't know what's going into my head tonight, but lots of references. Hey, that's Uh, a great song. No, keep it, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Thanks. Okay. So 
jobs, right? Uh, yeah, the whole thing was inspired by the fact that two days after my birthday, so my birthday was September 1st, uh, which was when we posted our last episode. Two days later, I got the call that um, your services uh, are no longer needed here, buddy. So here's a belated birthday gift in the form of a pink slip. Now, it was strictly hmm. a... Um, position elimination, financial issues. You know, I don't want to go into too much detail just in case anybody tries to find out where I was working. I'm not trying to badmouth them like a lot of the people that are still there, but there had been several rounds of layoffs during my tenure there. Um, it was, it's still considered a startup company. I mean, they just hit the three-year mark this month and wow. startup, okay. no, startups and uh, pandemics are not a good combo, buddy. That's not uh, not a recipe for financial longevity. Well, maybe maybe we can maybe we can help look for a more stable company that has a longer track record. Well, that's the hope, and um, I certainly have you know been fortunate enough to have several interviews. Um, matter of fact, um, I've got a phone interview tomorrow for a, a new option. Um, when I had this a new one on the board, I've had interviews now for I want to say four, maybe five different jobs. Two of them are still actively in play and they're, you know, we're down the road in terms of second interview and that, that sort of thing. So decisions are somewhat imminent. Um, one of them I'm supposed to hear back on in the next couple of days. The other one, uh, sometime next week that got pushed back. I was supposed to hear back this week, but they're one of their decision makers has been out. So, but, um, both of those, Let me would, ask you, you know, b- both of those, well, you're just saying both of those, that sounds like would be, would be potential options. Yeah. I mean, both of them would be a pretty significant, um, increase in pay. So this, hey. you know, this could be one of those, you know, blessing in disguise kind of things, but you know, Let's say, let's say, let's say you got offered both. Do you? That's, that's know what my wife keeps wanting to say one, that. You know. Yeah. Do you? Do you? Do you know which one you would go in? Or is yeah, it still, Or is it still too close to call? No, no. I, so I, you I know. Do have one. a preference? Well, I know. I'm pretty sure one of them pays more and is a more established company. So that would be my option. The only, the only thing that would kind of tilt the scale a little bit is the one that, and, and I don't, I don't know the salary for sure on the other one, but the other one is a VP title, which I've never had a VP title. Matter of fact, I barely Everybody only, wants that title. I only very briefly have had a director title. And then the other position is a manager title. So it's like, I've been a manager for, for like 20 something years. So, but you know, titles are nice, but daddy like money. So daddy need we'll money. Mention, we'll, we'll talk about that for me coming up pretty, okay. pretty quick. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, so I, I, I totally get that and respect it. Yeah. So it, it's a, you know, it's a weird situation and I've had to kind of going to interviews and, and my resume is weird because my field and it's, it wasn't the field that I studied. It was just something I kind of ended up in is um, to like a lot of people. Sure. Yeah, exactly. It's um, the term now is talent development, but it's corporate training. I mean, we're, we're, we're putting lipstick on a pig here, but that's, you know, that's uh talent development. Sounds good. I like it. And um, that's what I'm going to start <laughs> referring to it as from now on. Yeah, Makes me sound like sure. a little bit of a higher class of a uh, professional, but um, the problem with that field is when companies encounter 
choppy financial seas, training is usually the first one they throw on the lifeboat. Which is unfortunate because in one of the classes that I'm in right now, it is human resources development in, in college. And it really focuses on training and really, really stresses your companies can benefit from that. And in fact, I just wrote a paper on the ROI and how it can benefit companies. And yeah, it's a, you're, you're absolutely correct. They do pull back on that spending on, on some of those things that could increase their employee performance, which would in turn increase, you know, it goes on and on. And, and it, so it enhances uh, yeah. um, opportunity, internal opportunities, which re- increases retention. There's yeah. so many reasons to have a solid training operation, but for sure, it's just not when, when the S hits the fan, it's, you look at what's essential and it's, they are always able to rationalize it away where they can't right. with some of the things that are just you know, infrastructure operationally yes. critical. And yeah, it's yeah, always you know, going to lose. It's always going to lose. Yeah, so for sure, for that's, sure. that's kind of the downside of being in that field. It's just, you know, you're, you're sometimes viewed as non-essential. So this position I got laid off from a year and a half ago, when I took this position, I was leaving a place because there had been several layoffs and I had a feeling mine was imminent, which it would have been if I had stayed very shortly thereafter. So I, I managed to beat the Reaper there, but before then, the position I was at for 10 years eliminated the position. So, you know, I I never get fired like, oh, you suck. Your performance is terrible. We cannot keep you. You must leave. No, that never happens. It's always just, well, we just have to eliminate the position or the, uh, or like one place I was at, me and the person who reported to me, they just eliminated our department entirely. So it's always that. I had that, I had that experience in my past when I was younger. I went on a, I went on a role where I thought I was a company killer because every company that I worked for ended up going out of business. And these were some big name companies. And I thought, well, it must be me. I'm the one dragging these down. So for instance, when I was younger, I worked for a company called Netcom, which was uh, bought out by Mindspring, which was bought out by Earthlink. Earthlink is gone, right? Yeah. I worked for a company called CompUSA. (laughs) Gone. Yeah. Yeah. I worked for a company called Circuit City Software Spectrum. Nope. Software (laughs) Spectrum. Gone. Um, I worked for a company called, um, um, oh God, I, Calpian. I worked for a company called Calpian. Gone. I worked for a company called Comdisco. Gone. I, I mean, it just- Enron? Boom, boom, boom. Did you work for Enron? I, I, never <laughs> never worked for Enron. Nope. But that was the thing. I, it, it, I, there was a time where I had a lot of jobs and it was the companies closed and and it was it was really unfortunate. It really, it really messes with your mind. And then I worked for a company called Singular Wireless. Oh, I remember them too. AT&T. Yeah. yeah it became AT&T Wireless again, which it was AT&T Wireless, became Singular Wireless, went back to being AT&T Wireless. So whatever. Um, and then I ended up in the mortgage industry. And wow. in the mortgage industry, I have had a lot of jobs because that's what happens in the mortgage industry. You seem to go from company to company to company to company to company. And I did. Um, I've been with my current company for three years. You decided to refi your career. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we just talked about it and I said I would mention it. And, um, well, I mean, I hope that none of my employees are listening to this because, well, I'm going to be changing jobs. So like, like you are said, you're, you're going to be about, changing companies? No, I'm going to be going, I'm going to be changing jobs in the same company, staying with the same company. Oh, okay. Cause I but remember I'm gonna be, but I'm gonna about a jobs. year or two yep. ago, maybe it was, it was, it was, I think it might've been two years ago because it was we, two years I, I ago, saw yep. the Facebook memory of the Phil Collins concert. And I was like, that was yep. two years ago. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, that was exactly. around the time you were had an imminent change that I don't know that I think it temporarily happened and then unhappened or something yep. like that. So what happened was I, I in the role that I'm currently in, I am uh, in a, more of an operational side and I've always kind of been more of a sales guy. So I took a sales role within my, within my company in the division that I currently work in, but it only lasted for about 45 days. Just turns out that the company wasn't ready for the market and it just wasn't going to work. So I came back into a management role in the operational side. Well, you know, you talked about titles and same, same here. I've been, I've been a supervisor. I've been a manager. I've been all of these things, but about a year ago, well, nine months ago, I became an AVP, an associate Whoa, vice president. Non-disclosure. Yeah. 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 No, I've, I've AVP buddy. So I have that title. Now, was there a commensurate uh, adjustment to your rate of salary? Do I think that it was commensurate with my skills and abilities? No, I don't. But did it go up slightly? Sure. Yeah, slightly. But, and that is the reason for this imminent change is um, chasing that money, dog. I am going to go into sales, but in a different division. I'm going to go back to being a loan officer. So you're going to go full Chris Chris. my company. Yeah, yeah. The opportunity is there. And honestly, it's probably something I should have done a couple of years ago. It's just, I, I have that, I have that gift of talking with people and getting them to trust me and buying in. And, and it's kind of fun for me to, to put the puzzle pieces together and figure out the way to do a loan for somebody. And I mean, I can get paid a ton of money to do it. So, all right, let me do it. All right. So that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you. And the great part is you'll always have that AVP to put on your resume for that time that that you were doing that. Correct. Yes. (laughs) I am really excited about that part as being able to add that on there for sure. And I'm sticking with the same company. That's the thing I do. I, I like my company. I'm just, I, I think that the opportunity for long-term advancement and more money in the short term is better in the division that I'm going to. So that's all. Now I'm at the stage in my career and I have been for a little while where the main thing I'm looking for is stability. I'm yeah. I'm really not trying to climb the ladder as much anymore as I may have wanted to, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Although the opportunity presents itself, I'm not going to say no, which is kind of what's been going on with these interviews, right? It's like, oh, VP, well, that sounds that sounds mighty nice. So um but I guess my motivation's a little different now. I mean, yeah, there's salaries a consideration, but it's it's not a it's it's solely based on financial obligations as opposed to any sort of a mythical desire for a certain level of well, I say that, but you know, we talk about the ticket and quote unquote six figs a lot, right? That's sure. the that's the running joke. So for sure. that's 
I would I would not uh, not be too upset to cross that threshold at some point, which is possible uh, in some of these scenarios that I'm engaged with now. So that would be cool. Figured you were getting that that six fig money from from the lukewarm tall boy. That, <laughs> that really your your day job was more of just a side hustle at this. The point. six figs we're getting at lukewarm tall boy are in the form of six dollars worth of uh-huh. <laughs> anchor. <laughs> yes, got that's, it. Uh, got it. Right, right. But um, yeah, so, you know, I, my, fortunately, I got a month's severance when I lost this latest. So my last paycheck is this coming Friday. Um, And there's been some very fortuitous, um, fortuitously timed financial um, situations that may allow me to weather this if need be um, in conjunction with unemployment, um, which I haven't filed yet. I I tried to get that up and running today. And the guy's like, well, you got that final check coming Friday. So just, it's better if you wait till next week and do it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But, you know, we recently did, speaking of mortgages, we did a refi. Um, and that I was very fortunate that that all closed just a couple of days before. Wow. Are you still, while you still had yes. a job? Wow. While I still had yeah. a job. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was that, fortunate. That verbal, verbal verification of employment was completed just in time. Yes. Everything, everything was, was perfect. Uh, but the other part of it that was fortuitous is got a few unexpected checks from, <laughs> from the prior lender that, uh, ah, your yes. escrow refund. Got well, that was one of them. Got that was it. one of the checks. There okay. was, there was right. the biggest that one is. was just, I'm trying to even remember what, what the reference was on the check, but it was, you it was, overpaid. it was very generic. You made a payment and no, it was like, it was like, it they... was something like overage, like, um, payment, like not payment overage, but like close out over. I don't, I can't remember, but right. You, yeah, they, was, your, 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 your payment posted after a payoff was pulled. This, so you, this amount had, was like yeah. more than two payments worth. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, we're, it was not insubstantial, okay. not insubstantial. Right. So, so we, uh, so we're going to be able to ride this out on your door and like, excuse me, where's, where's our money? Because we, we paid you by accident and that wasn't the case. Got it. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not by accident. I mean, no, that's fair. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like you, you've gotten kind of like that, that windfall, little windfall. Sometimes well, that stuff happens too. I found that in my own life, right? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes things just, just kind of, just kind of fall your way like that. Yeah. And then sometimes you just get kicked in the nuts. So, well, yeah. It ideally, sucks. so the timing was good on the refi and not only, yep. like you say, for the, you know, confirmation before I lost the job, but this, these unexpected checks. But the other thing is, you know, I've been working with my mom, you know, we, I think it was Gary, one of our friends, you know, every, every few years, somebody will bring up the whole, um, unclaimed property website, the Texas yeah. state. So, yep. you know, yep. I look on there, I had like 26 bucks. I got to check right away. But my mom, you know, my dad died 20 years ago, looked her up. She had a ton of crap. And then there's a bunch of crap in both of their names, you know, investment stuff he had, and it's a good amount. Um, so we, I, this was back six when, figs. what now? No, six no, figs. not, not six figs. No, four <laughs> figs, four figs, but high okay. four figs. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, not high, mid, mid, we'll say mid, but, um, okay. still, not in substantial. Hey, Mrs. Bland. Hey, yeah. So Mrs. Bland. they, we submitted that this was back before anything was going on with the job. 
but I was just trying to help her. I was like, so we submitted it, sat and sat and sat. And, and finally we followed up with them and they're like, well, you know, half of these are both your names. So we need an order to process. We need, and, and we're like, okay, we can do that for those. But what about the ones that are just in her name? Can you just separate these out? Cause that's most of it's the stuff that's just in her name. So they did that. She got that check. So that came in right before the mortgage, the unexpected mortgage stuff. So that was kind of the initial plan was because her whole thing was like, okay, what I'm really planning on doing with this money is just setting it aside. And then you can use it for the funeral and burying and all that stuff. Cause you know, she's in her seventies and she's got COPD, you know, I want her to be here forever, but she's not mean. Come on. We're, what are we looking at? Five, 10 years tops, if that. So, I mean, I love you, mom, but it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we're not, Ms. Bland. we're not, I mean, Willard Scott is not going to be wishing her happy birthday. She's, <laughs> she's not making, she's not, she's not seeing a hundred. Okay. But uh, I mean, 80, maybe, maybe fingers crossed. We're pulling for you, ma'am. I mean, best wishes, tots and prayers, yeah. tots and prayers. Yeah. But my whole thing, you know, she was like, she, and she's wanted, she wants to help. She's like, you know, why don't we just have that for you? So if you need it, I'm like, well, okay. But if we use it, I'll just don't worry about saving for your, I'll, you know, I'll pony up. We'll, we'll big Lebowski, you take you up in the coffee can on the cliff side and, you know, sure. let the wind blow you back in my face. But, right um, back into your face. <laughs> Um, God, make a joke out of damn everything. Uh, so no, but yeah, so that's another, that's, that is an e- roughly equivalent amount of the mortgage windfall. So basically I could probably between that and unemployment could probably make it to Thanksgiving fairly safely without. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yes. I mean, yeah, at the, the end of the day, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah. Cause there's two things in my favor. One is the job market's popping right now because there's a labor shortage. There's people don't want to get vaxxed. People don't want to go back to the office, blah, blah, blah. F it. I hate working from home. I've got the double jab. Just hook me up. I'm ready to work. So that's a positive. And you're vaxxed, waxed, and ready to work. Yes. Yes. And I don't know if you're aware of something called the fiscal year, Millerman, but for most oh, companies, <laughs> for most companies, the fiscal year begins on October the 1st, which is this Friday. What that's relevant for in our discussion is a lot of companies ramp their hiring down toward the end of the fiscal year because they got to make numbers. But then once 10 1 hits, Katie bar the door. Let's fill all these vacancies. A S A M F and P. And so again, fortuitous timing, but there is a window because once you start getting into that holiday season, things really slow to a crawl. Yeah. And I imagine it slows to a crawl in particular in your area, like you discussed where, because it's not a, it's not a, it's not a critical function. So they don't have to go back and, and add that position immediately. There's no real crunch. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a dangerous time. So I, I can tell just based on Two things, the number of positions I'm seeing, the le- well, three things, the number of positions I'm seeing, the level of positions in my field and the hit rate I'm getting back on applications. Like normally, and this is probably the case for just about anybody, when the job market's normal, it's almost like a 10 to one thing, right? Every 10 applications you put out, you may get pinged back on one of them. And, right. but it'll probably take five to 10 of those for you to actually get an interview. You know, so it's, there's, it's a numbers game, but yeah. right now 
it's been cooking. I mean, I haven't heard back on everything I've applied for, but I've heard back on probably two thirds or more. And of those, I've gotten interviews on more than half of them. So it's, it's. Did you, uh, did you have your resume doctored up by our, our resident expert, Dana? Yeah, I, um, I reached out to her and Simi, our other buddy, Mike, Mike S, yep. who's a, also a big uh, HR guy. And um, I, the thing is, here, here's, here's the thing with me and my wife. I have always been great at resumes, not as great at interviews. Interviews are always, I've really had to always work really hard at interviews. And she's the opposite. She hurt resumes always an abortion, but she can literally walk into any interview just Can't and nail it. Texas, sir. Can't do that in Texas. Sorry, governor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess our, well, fortunately our show hasn't been out for six weeks yet. So I think okay. we should be okay. okay. Still, still can. I think the loophole is intact here. Got it. Wow. Wow. All right. (laughs) We are having some fun, aren't we? We're having fun now. Yeah, we are. But um, yeah, so my resume has always been in ship ship shape. And I actually did have an interview about a month or so before I lost the position. Just, it was just something that somebody reached out to me. I'm like, all right, I'll give it up. I'll check in with them. I interviewed with them. So I had to clean, I had to clean up the resume. So it was already, I had everything ready to go. All I, all I did was I tweaked a couple references and that's it. So resume is a okay. And, um, Fortunately, more and more companies are are finally starting to get it through their head, much like the Ryan's JFK bit, that <laughs> that the simpler the application process is, the more quality candidates you will get in your flow. Because the last last time I went, every time I've gone through this before, you know, at the dawn of the online process back in like, as far as the online application process, probably like, you know, 2008, nine, when I was in seven, eight, right around there. That's when you first started seeing people having online applications and whatnot. Now it's got to the point where they really are just basically letting you link your LinkedIn profile or upload a resume and you answer the, you know, are you disabled? Are you, you know, a, you know, veteran five or six questions they got to ask in bingo bongo, which is perfect for me. Right. I don't, I don't need the 30 page application where you're asking me what my, you know, pay rate was 10 jobs ago. You know, what's your pay rate? Why did you leave your current, your present or your past company? Why are you looking for a new opportunity? Yeah. Save that for the interview. Just on and on and on. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. What is your least favorite interview question? Because I know mine. I know mine. What is your least favorite interview question? Um, Simple for me. Probably where do you see yourself five years from now? Okay. Okay. I I don't mind that one because I'll look them dead in the eye and go, I'll I'll be having your job. It's a trick question. It's a trick question. Because if you're, if you're honest, you come off as being too ambitious, but if okay. you're if you're not honest, they know you're BSing. So you're you're well, it's a lose lose. There is no good sure. answer to that question. Okay, but I feel similarly about mine. 
And I want your answer for this. Bob, you know, I'm looking over your resume here and I see see all of this, but let me ask you, I mean, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit. What do you feel is your greatest weakness? Yeah, I hate that question, but... Bob, I hate that question so much. I hate it. I hate it. And I'm going to tell you why. Because first off, like you just said, if you give an honest answer, they're like, oh, <laughs> wait, what is, what? <laughs> like, you're bad at organization? No, we're not going to... We're not going to hire you. And if you lie, if you say, I don't have a weakness, then they know you're BSing. Let me give you my approach and angle to that question. Uh I usually give them something like, you know, I, and it's always couched in, you know, there was a time where I had difficulty with confrontation or something along those lines. But I, fortunately I've had some experience over my career. That's really allowed me to strengthen myself in that area. So you, you show them that now I'm actually really good at that in that role. And it's something that I used to struggle with, but now I don't. So here's the deal. So I did the, I did an interview one time and I've done, I basically try to do exactly what you do, right? Try to take, take a negative and spin it into a positive or something that I've worked on. And I did this and I swear to you, Bob, the guy goes, Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you, you've worked on that. You've gotten better. Yeah. But so that's not, so that's not really a weakness for you anymore. So what would you consider your, your, your biggest weakness at this point and kept effing going. Okay. And I, right then in there, right then in there, I was just like, you know what? All right. This guy's going to do this. This is how this is going to go. Yeah. Oh man. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Fortunately, I wasn't getting that job nine times out of 10. You won't get the follow-up on that. Nine times yeah, out of well, 10. They're just going to move on. Yeah, yeah, because they're working off a list. They don't really yeah, care what exactly. the answer is to the question. Right. They're going they through a bullet-pointed list. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're looking to see how quickly, directly, and concisely you can respond. That's what sure. they want. They want somebody who's not deer in the headlights, who speaks with confidence, which again is why I struggle because I, I have no self-esteem. So... Yeah, don't hopefully none of the prospective employers are actually listening to this. <laughs> they're Googling, they're Googling Bob Bland and they're yeah. finding lukewarm tall boy and they're listening to all of these episodes. <sighs> they're coming across this one. Yeah. And they're uh, like, oh you know what I really do hate though, Millerman? And this is something that I'm seeing more and more of assessments. I yeah. oh. hate. Yeah. Assessments. Yeah. And I, the personality ones are okay. I don't mind them. I mean, they're kind of stupid in stupid. some parts. Yeah. But yeah, I understand the point. But when it's, but when it's the yeah, SAT like, math like, questions and yeah, math questions or and, which, which, yeah, which ones, like which what's, pattern, what's, which pattern, which, like, word come on, man. Here. This like, isn't Mensa. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. 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 No. You're justifying an expense. That. Somebody decided yeah. they needed to buy this. And so everybody that applies has to go through this. So you've got some metric, some measurable that can make the decision for you because you're too effing lazy to decide who to hire yourself, right? God, I hate those so things. As an, so as an AVP, yeah, I'll throw that out there currently as an AVP, I've had some experience with this and my company uses some of those and it has, it's two parts. It is the personality assessment like as well disc, as- Briggs-Myers. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know which one it is. I, in fact, it's a, it's, it doesn't matter, but Off in brand. this case, so it's in the two parts. It's that, yeah, it's that. And then it's also, it's also, uh, the, um, why am I spacing? Uh, whatever. Yeah. Like, like you said, the, the mental and the yeah. adjectives and aptitude. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So aptitude. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. So in this case, there's two parts to it and you have to meet a minimum number for each one. Well, 
well, for the for the aptitude, you have to reach a minimum number, right? To, to depending on the job that you're going for, whether that number is 25, 45, 55, 65, etc. It just depends on what job you're going for. And then the other part, it tells you the personality. So the personality thing is not a deal breaker one way or the other, but it will give you some pretty good indications. And the funny part is we had a resume come through um about three weeks ago and or a person who did the assessment and on a scale between zero to 100, right? So between zero and 100, 50 is middle of the road, 100 is too passive and zero is is aggressive. Okay, so zero aggressive, 100 is passive, 50 is down the road. So you guys are probably looking for a 40. Yeah, Ideally. you're looking, you know, 40 to 60, right? Just somewhere in the middle. I, I kid you not, this person got a zero. So for every question that could indicate aggression, whichever one they chose was the one that gave them the, the <laughs> led, led to the zero. I have never seen that in my entire time in this company. And I've looked at hundreds of these assessments, a zero. And, and I was like, all right, I'm going to call this person because I've got to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I called this woman and, and it's a woman. It wasn't even a man. It was a woman. So the most aggressive thing. And I'm talking to him and I'm like, well, they just sound really confident and know what they're talking about. Yeah. We made an offer. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. So that was that's the other problem with assessments is if you have any level of IQ, you're not answering truthfully, you're answering based on right. what you really think they want to hear because you're, what they want to hear. No, this is your hireability <laughs> hangs in the balance. So- so you're very, looking at this so one like, of the very first one of the very first jobs that I ever worked at. Do oh another company that closed Incredible Universe. So oh, dang I man, Incredible you're Universe. You're gonna do a stint at right. Fries. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, Incredible Universe to Fries. Now Fries is dead. So anyway, <laughs> Jeez. so Incredible Universe, which was Tandy, which was Radio Shack. Yes, also and dead. Listen, I'm a company killer. That's me. Okay, I'm a company killer. But so Incredible Universe uh, did a personality test. My buddy Toby got me a job or. Well, okay, let me start over. He got me an interview and I had to go take one of these assessments. Now, at this point, I am 19 or 20 years old, okay? And Toby goes, he says, yeah, man, just just take this and then just just answer it. Just answer it honestly. Just answer it honestly. And I said, okay. So I did. And Bob, they called him up and they were like, hey, man, so your buddy, um, he didn't do real well on this assessment. And Toby goes, Toby says, man, you need to let him take it again because he was drunk that day, the day before and just was hung over and you need to let him take it again. So he convinced them to let me take this again. Based on you being hung over? But I wasn't. He no, was I know. Right? But they still yeah, were yeah, cool yeah. with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they were, yeah. Because they were, I mean, they were cool with him and they were like, man, he was just hung over. Yeah. 20 years old. He was like, he was hung over. You need to let him take it again. So then he convinces them to let me schedule the test. So he schedules the test and I show up and he's like, hey man, just do the opposite of whatever you think. <laughs> just do the opposite. And so I did. And you know what? Boom. Got the job. There wow. it was. Damn sure did, Bob. Damn sure that, did. Just to check. <laughs> people out at Incredible Universe? Come on, man. You know what? And I was working in the software department and Christmas time. And it's one of the reasons why I hate the Paul McCartney Christmas 
I can still hear it. Every time that comes on, I am immediately at the incredible universe at I-20 and Matlock. Uh, in Arlington. Yeah. That was where I work. Yeah. That was it. Brother, I, I can hear it. I can hear it and it just kills me. Millerman, what years did you work there? Was that late 90s? Uh, 95 to 96. Nine, yeah, about a year and a half. Okay. So there was, might have been a little bit of overlap because I worked in Arlington from 96 to 99. Okay. Yeah. You we were actually I mean, there at that's, the same time briefly. Yeah. I mean, so my, my work history is a little weird from that standpoint. My first job that I ever had, um, I worked at, well... I, I I volunteered, got paid working at YMCA doing um, basketball games, either as a referee or just running the scoreboard. That was when I was like 13, 14, 15. And then uh, worked at Subway. I was a Subway sandwich artist. Oh, okay. Became an assistant manager. And right. uh, then, then got the to job. meet Jared? No, no, that was pre-Jared. <laughs> that was pre-Jared. And uh, let's see, Subway. And then, uh, well, then Incredible Universe. Ladies and, and gentlemen, you're listening to David Miller's LinkedIn profile page. Yeah, yeah, live and in person. The LinkedIn profile. Uh, then, then that, and then I was a night manager at a Holiday Inn that became a Ramada Inn. Now I bet which you have a lot of interesting stories about that. I was the night manager, and yeah, I do have some interesting stories about that. I worked the overnight shift. I was the night auditor, night manager, and um, I would go to school during the day, sleep mid afternoon, early evening, go in my shift would start at 11 and I would get off at seven and uh yeah what time would you leave there were work? times where seven seven in the morning I would I would you work the joke to seven. you said I'd get off at seven ah thank you thank you nope, <laughs> you're no. in a hotel I don't so have that. I mean <laughs> I don't have that dirty mind sir I don't know what you're talking about but there were nights where I would grab a pillow and a blanket and lay down behind the desk and then if if people knocked on the door because the door was locked if people knocked on the door started banging on the door I would jump up like I would been just kneeling back there looking for something, knowing I probably got drool all over my face. <laughs> I've got pillow crease on the side of my face. I was passed out back there. Man, so that happened more than once. <laughs> so my first job was sacking groceries at Kroger. Okay. It was fairly short lived because I had a big shakedown from the grocery store union workers because they're trying to strong arm everybody into joining their union. And they were claiming that my fight the power. Yeah. So their, their method of intimidation was to threaten to turn me in for stealing because I refilled my soda at the deli. Like, whoa, yeah, like, and you were a little, you were a little scared. You were like, oh my God, please well, don't like tell them that I'm 16, that. 15 or 16. Yeah. You know, I was like, damn, man, you guys are hardcore. So I've hated unions. Was everything. this in, was this in San Marcos? Yes, it was. Right. It nice. was. So Got it. it was a whip job and didn't care for it, but the, that was the start of our careers, but shifting gears as we, as we start looking toward closing out the episode here, what is your retirement target date? What do you, what do you, what's your goal for being able to step away and enjoy the good life? Or are you one of these freaks that wants to work the rest of their life? No, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I've made some poor decisions in my life financially. Now see, and you're stealing so my thunder here. You're, you're, I you're, don't you're, have, <laughs> I don't have the wherewithal to not work. 
I don't have an end date in sight only because I don't have that money, buddy. So well, you've got yeah. a 10 year head start on me. So I think you're, you, you eventually will be able to retire because you're, you've gotten to a point in your career and your life where financially things have improved or making good decisions. You're, you're earning good money. So you're probably going to be able to retire. It's just, you probably still got another 20, 25 years to go. Right. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Honestly, I mean, it, that's your best case scenario. And frankly, you know, we talk about health, but I mean, it's not really a joke. I'm not 100% certain that I can make it that long. Whoa, Millerman. You know, what are, I, I'm just, I'm being, I'm being honest for a second. Like for real, I, I'm, this is not a joke. I'm not 100% certain I can make it that long. My, my dad made it to 66. My mom made it to uh, 60, 65, 66. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's but 19, They were both smokers. And sure, there were there absolutely there were there were definitely there were definitely uh, compensating factors for sure. Um, and you've lost so much weight. You're you're in peak physical condition. I wish I was in peak physical condition, but peak anyway, I, yeah. So so the the point is though, and and you're right. But that's but honestly, that's one of the reasons that now, even though I've I attained that title, that VP title, even a- if it AVP. has an A in front AVP. of it, even if it has an A in front of it. It, it still has VP. Let's tap the brakes on that VP. I, we're, we're, even <laughs> though I obtained that title, sir, <laughs> I got to chase that money. I got to chase that money. And so that's that's what I'm going to end up doing. Well, I am in a similar situation as you, but much, much worse because I'm older and I I just, you know, I tell myself, oh yeah, you know, I, I'll retire at 70, right? Like, okay, I 15 more years I can, but- all right, they're saying social security is going to be bone dry in 10 years, you know. You're going to get crap for it anyway. So, yeah, it I yeah. you know, I 401k, Honestly, I mean, I I was hoping I, I mean, I was hoping that we were going to hit the lottery with Gary and turns out that didn't happen. Well, I was we're still alive in Powerball. Away there. We're, we're still alive in Powerball. So, yeah. Now, well, I, you I were, saw that and I was You like, want to talk yeah. about, you know, questionable financial hey. decisions? Hey, really hey, throwing a lot of shrimp on that to, Barbie. Somebody had to contribute to that. Okay. <laughs> somebody had to keep the dream alive. And I felt I was the one responsible for that. I appreciate so I your dedication to the cause, my friend. Thanks. Well, it turns out that it just didn't work out that way. Hey, so it, we're still alive. A, we're, we're still alive. It's we got, you know, keep hope alive. Yeah. Keep it's, hope it's alive. still possible, but yeah. So I, you know, I, I definitely, you know, all this, oh, I don't, I don't ever want to stop working. I, no, I, if I was financially able to retire right now, I 100% would no question about it. Here's the deal though. I, I, yeah, I agree with that, but, but here's the deal. I don't know. There's, there's two, there's two parts to that for me. There's the level where I could retire and I didn't have a job, but unless I had enough money to, to then also pursue other things like travel, something like that, then I don't have a desire to stop. Because yeah. what the F am I going to do? Right. Yeah. So you don't want to just if I win by. the lottery. Right. Exactly. So if I win the lottery, cool, I'll stop working because then I can do things. I can go travel. I can go see things, but I don't want to stop working just to stop working. Just like at the end of the day, I don't want to work just to work either. I work so that I can do fun things like go to concerts or travel or, you know, etc. So that's one of the things that's one of the reasons that I work is so that I can enjoy life and I 
And, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to stop working just for no reason, just so that I'm not working anymore. Like that doesn't hold an appeal to me, but yeah. I don't want to continue working either. Not, I get I that. I do it because I have to. Yeah, I totally get that. Well, buddy, I think we've put in some work tonight. Certainly. This is one of the longer episodes we've done in a few months and I think it was well worth the time. Hope, hope folks out there uh, get something out of this. And, or if you have your own story to share about anything job related, right? Tips for doing job searches, horror stories, anything you want to talk about in investment plans and schemes and ideas, reach out to us. You can yeah, do it you on Twitter. An investment plan or scheme, anything that's going to make me more money, definitely hit us up. Hit us up. At pause deny on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. My friend, enjoyed the chat. We'll see you here soon. Now, I think next month's episode, we're, we're going to do one of two things. Because we have a trip planned here in two weeks, or actually less than two weeks now, uh, going to see old Willie and Fat Green. Although I'm, we, we can be late. Let's just let's Willie. You don't no need for no need for Pat Green. I'm a but, fan of Fat Green, so <laughs> I want you to just slow your roll. All right, it's, it's he's no Rek, but but that that aside, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding around. I I'm fine with him. Um, I'm just joshing with you. Yeah, we're all we're all redneck friends. So that being said, we. We had discussions about possibly doing a gambling show because you know Junior is a is a he's going to do the World Series of Poker and once we want to talk about that a little bit. So if he's up for it, we'll record that while we're there. If not, we can just do a Willie trip post game next month if you're up for that. I'm all for it. I'm all, all for right. it. So. so everybody have a great October. You get out to the state fair, enjoy that. Have a happy Halloween. Have a happy football. Have a happy football. And until next time, here's Ramblin' Roy. This is Ramblin' Roy Miller reminding you to keep it country and so long for now. Pausable Deniability is a production of Lukewarm Tallboy Studios. Oh, Mike.